911, what's your emergency? Yes, I, I would like to report a robbery. I I witnessed Spencer Knight of the Florida Panthers absolutely rob Sebastian Ajo at least two times tonight inside of PNC Arena. You know, you, you, you didn't think it would happen to the pride of Finland, to the future captain of the team. Hello? Hello? Are you still there? Hello? Welcome to Home Ice Advantage, with historical perspectives, modern-day deep dives, special guests, and a healthy mix of good, bad, and or hot takes. This is the best place for you to learn about your Carolina home games. I just want to say thank you, and I'm looking forward to this challenge. It's an honor, and I think we're going to do great things. Welcome to another post-game show during the preseason. Obviously, the Canes won 4-3 against the Florida Panthers tonight. Preseason game, and this will be the only time I say it, all episodes, so buckle in. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It truthfully does not. But, the Florida Panthers did not lose this game because of Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight, should if there was a preseason Vesna. <laughs> And if there isn't, we should create one for this very instance. It should go to Spencer Knight. Because I hung out to dry, this man was. The Carolina Hurricanes had 47 shots on goal. 47! They had 20 high danger chances. They had 46 scoring chances. They had 47 shots on goal. 46 of them were scoring chances. If you just want to look at like shot attempts or Corsi, whichever way you want to look at it, the Carolina Hurricanes had 90. 90! Spencer Knight just... First of all, he's, he's like 21. This, this kid is young. And absolutely stood tall. Did they lose? Yeah. Did he allow four goals? Yeah. Should he be disappointed in how he played literally at all? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The story of this game for me, barring a couple like Calvin DeHaan or Brett Barnes, is that Spencer Knight is going to be a good goalie. <laughs> he, he he did everything he could to keep the Panthers in this game, and we're going to talk about how the Panthers could have won it, and he, de- he deserves that celebration. So before we got into everything tonight, I just wanted to take a moment and be like, acknowledge that Spencer Knight is a BAMF. That is a bad mamma jamma right there, man. Like, oh. But we'll get into the actual thing here. So the actual start of the show here. One, two, three. Canes hockey. It's all we can talk about. Moments before the game. I guess it wasn't moments. It was like an hour before puck drop. The Carolina Hurricanes officially announced that Calvin DeHaan has signed a one-year deal worth $850,000. This means more than you might think. But before anything... Let's hear what Calvin DeHaan had to say about it. You know, if I took a PTO here for a reason, I want to be here. And, you know, I know this team's got, um, you know, championships on their mind. And that's, you know, that's kind of uh, on the, the older side of hockey, hockey age now. So I, 
um, you know, want a chance to win. And uh, I think this this team's got a good good opportunity. And um, you know, at the, in the same time, I think I can help and, and be a, a part of this team. Um, you know, just like the time we went to the conference finals. And um, you know, we're from, my wife and I are familiar with this area, and you know, it's a great place to play hockey. A couple of things there. First. If we go to the Eastern Conference Finals again this year, does that mean, is, is it going to be like the Calvin DeHaan effect? I guess put a pin in that. If we, if we make it, knock on wood. By the way, when I say knock on wood, I literally reach over and knock on wood. But just put a pin in that. And then the other thing is, why does he want to be here? He wants to win. It's great that Calvin DeHaan is here. I, I, I didn't like the way he left. Um, it... I don't know. It's I'm, it's not a black eye on the Waddell GM ship. It was just it's nice. It's nice to have him back. And him phrasing it as "I want to win" and this core has a chance. It it's real, guys. It's real. Everything we feel as Hurricanes fans, and we are completely biased. We in no way can make this judgment call. But everything we feel about how we have a chance and how we could win, and hey, once you get to the playoffs, you know, a thing here, a thing there, all of a sudden we're champions. We're not the only ones who think that anymore. We're not, you know, it's not us in 2019, like, oh, you know, Cinderella's story, that's what we do here in Carolina, when we had no business in the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Absolutely no business being there. But it happened. And I... I'm, I guess I'm just happy to have Calvin back, and I'm hoping that there will be a Calvin DeHaan effect. And something that is noticeable if you're Calvin DeHaan or his agent or his family is that there is no term here. This is a one-and-done contract for not a league minimum, but close to it. And this is what Calvin DeHaan had to say about that. Weird summer. I think, you know, a lot of... A lot of teams pressed up against the cap and over the cap and um you know it was we we're you know obviously looking for term you know everyone's looking for that but it is what it is and um you know i'm happy to be here the staff's great uh you know i'm familiar with the coaching staff as well and uh you know there's the, the core group of guys here are, are awesome people too so it's it's gonna be pretty hard to complain and then before we move off calvin dehan's contract i actually want to play the last couple of seconds of his press availability and you know, normally at the end, you just hear, you know, thank you, thank you, and then they walk away. But class act Calvin DeHaan said this. Good to see everyone again. Yeah, good to see you. It's the little things for me, if you haven't noticed yet. It's the little things. But now we'll get into the actual game. So the Hurricanes came out in that first period and absolutely dominated in every single way, as they should have. And the first goal comes... About seven minutes into the first period, and it it was Brett Barnes. I'm, I'm going to lead with that, but Brett Barnes scoring the goal isn't what was important to me. It's how the goal was scored. because it. So, first of all, he just took a shot. He just lobbed a shot at the net, which is perfect. That's what I want. That's what everyone, and I mean everyone, should, you know, when you have the chance, lob a shot at the net. But he does it, and Jordan Stahl is battling with someone in front of the net, and there was no way Spencer Knight can see where that puck is going or going to come or anything. Brett Bournes shoots it. I think it beats Spencer Knight uh, blocker high. I could be wrong on that one. But it was perfect. And actually, not only was it perfect, but the way Adam Gold described it, which is shot through arms, legs, and torsos. It just, you know what? Actually, let me stop talking. Let me 
you can just listen to the goal. And it does. Teravainen works the puck across. And get it right back. And he and Slavin exchange. Now Burns with it. He's got a lane and scores! Brent Burns, no hesitation. Wrists it past Spencer Knight. McCain's take a 1 nothing lead. If you had any doubts that Brett Burns wasn't going to work out this season, <laughs> just, <laughs> like, you're wrong. Just you're wrong. But our next goal comes about five minutes later from Andrei Svechnikov. The audio on this one isn't nearly as exciting to listen to, but here it is. Uh, it's Svechnikov coming in. He shoots and scores! Four strides into the Florida zone, and he goes top corner, beating Knight. And the Canes have a 2-0 lead here in the first. Andre gets the pass from Jacob Slavin, who is in the hurricane zone. He passes it to Svech, who is just over the blue line into the neutral zone. Svech carries it all the way to, uh, I don't know, maybe 15 feet in front of Spencer Knight, and then picks his corner and beats him glove high. Brett Burns, interesting, still on the ice, positive two for the day so far. I'm really hoping a lot of these goals, again, they don't count for anything. You're not going to be able to add these to season stats, and honestly, you're supposed to be scoring them. But I'm hoping that for people like Svechnikov, or our next goal scorer, uh, it really helps their ego. I want Svechnikov to do things like this. I want him to get a pass and just carry it into the zone and put a shot on net. And I want him to do it not too often, obviously, like it's still a team sport. But, you know, once or twice a game would be dope. That would be really, really cool. But nothing else of any real impact happens in the rest of the first period. You know, the clock winds down, the horn buzzes? Rings? I, uh, I don't... What, what does a horn do? It, it sounds? The horn sounded. And the second period started. Um, the Hurricanes had two unanswered goals in the first period. Amazing, right? They did not do the same thing in the second period. And, you know, the hot takes here would be it's possible that the team went in and, you know, they haven't lost a game in the preseason yet. They just put up two unanswered in the first period. So when they came back out for the second period, you know, they're, they're taking a step back, taking that foot off the gas. Who cares? You know, meaningless game. We're going to win anyways. Go through the motions. And as punishment for that, the Florida Panthers decide that they're going to score. Not once, not twice. But three times, they scored three unanswered goals to take the lead. The first goal came less than a minute into the period. The second goal came less than five minutes into the period. And then the third goal came within seconds of ten minutes into the period. They literally came out, saw that they had no resistance, and just manhandled the Carolina Hurricanes. And it's because the Canes let them do it. But everything was fine. Everything was fine. I should calm down. I'm 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 upset. But who we saw, everything was fine, thanks to Martin Natchez. Down low, Kokaniemi thought about spinning one out in front. It goes through the blue paint, kept in by the Canes. Bear with the read along the near boards. Now set up a one timer. The score, Martin Natchez by Svechnikov, and a flick of the wrist ties it at three. Ethan Bear sends this 
down the boards to Andreas Svechnikov, who has to win a board battle in the far corner from Knight, and gives it just right to Martin Natchez, who is in the face-off dot, and Martin Natchez takes the one-timer you hoard and buries it. And, you know, there's nothing special. No one deserves an extra special medal for this. It was a good hockey play, don't get me wrong. Like, this was a good play. But what, I, what I've taken from it, and it, it's been the past, well, not the past two games, but the last home game and then this home game, is I really like Kakanyemi, Svechnikov, Natchez together. They, they complement each other nicely. And if, if they can sustain this production level, and honestly, they're not going to stay together long because five games into the season, Rod's going to mix it up a little bit and then mix it up a little bit and mix it up a little bit. He likes to tinker. But if they can sustain this, I mean, momentum here, things will be very good leading into the regular season. And then hopefully, because, you know, no one wants to jinx anything, but hopefully into a postseason. And this goal was nice. It was a nice hockey play, and it was cool and all, but it didn't mean anything because it was a tied game. So at the end of the second period, Andrei Svechnikov connects with Natchez to restart the game. It's a tied game, 3-3. Nothing else matters now. Next goal wins type situation. And again, that's because the team decided to come out in the second period and just not play hockey. They, it's preseason, so I'm trying not to be too hard. But they came out and decided we're going to win anyway, so who cares? And they almost lost because of it. And that's just, we, we can't do that. We just cannot do that. But everything's cool. Because our mountain man, Brett Barnes, decided... You know, it's my first game. I should give something to the fans to cheer for. I only have the one goal. Why not two? Waiting for it was Slavin. Back into the corner. Svechnikov takes out Kirstead. Canes keep it in. Left point. Slavin's drives deflected out in front by Kasha. Knight with a save. Burns comes in and scores! A nifty play, Brent Burns! A little bingo off of the Florida defender past Knight. And the Canes go up 4-3. to three. This goal was just bizarre. First of all, it's, it happens uh, nine minutes, maybe ten minutes into the second, I'm sorry, third frame. And it's just a wild one here. Brett Burns comes from his defensive position down towards the crease. And when he's taking the shot, he's practically behind the net. Like, he's not, he's not in front of the net, puts a shot on. He's practically behind the net. And when you, like, go back and look at the replay, please, because... I, I, I really think, and Trip Tracy said it on the broadcast, but I really think that he purposefully bounced the puck off of a defender's skate to get it in the net. Lively rebound, and Burns took a look and recognized there was nobody in the slot. So he intentionally, I think he intentionally went off of Kirstad's left skate. Because he had looked up, and I, I, I think he thought about carrying it behind the back of the net but then figure i'm going to take a chance here and he gets- when you look at the replay you can actually see brett Burns look down at the ice towards the defender's feet before he takes well I, like it's hard to say he because he didn't take a shot on net he took a shot at the skate and hoped it would bounce right and it did it 100 percent did and that's the game-winning goal 
huh, it's going to be a really, really fun season if these are the type of goals that Brett Burns are going to score. I was expecting, you know, blue line, slap shot, or nope, he's... I'm just going to come down to the crease, bounce it off a defender skate, goal, someone bring me a bound due to drink. Like, huh, okay, anyways, sorry, I... It's, it's just that good of a goal that it's distracting me just thinking about it. But from there, we will go to post-game press conferences. Here, you, I already played most of Calvin DeHaan's at the beginning of the show, talking about his contract. So we're going to go first to the man of the hour, Brett Barnes, and then we'll finish with Rod Brindamore, and then I'll, we'll come back to talk about some non-game-related topics. So the first sound clip from Brett Barnes, he was asked what it was like to play with Jacob Slavin in a game for the first time. Just good at everything. I mean, he knocked the puck out of the air from five feet at the end of the game there. The slap shot. Was, just does everything very, very well. Very calm. Watching the game, you could see that there was a couple of miscommunications between the two on the top D pair. Personally, I didn't really think much of it. I guess I should have because it, it's, it came up multiple times post-game. But for his part in it, this is what Brett Bournes had to say. Just takes a little time to, for him to get used to me, me get used to him, different systems. Um, it's just, it's a learning process. It takes some time and yeah, it's, it's been fun. He's uh, it's just really, he's elite at everything. So it's, uh, it's fun, to, fun to, be, to be able to be close to him and watch it and, and uh, you know, learn how to play, play with each other out there and read off each other and it's been good. He was also asked about how he felt about just taking shots on net because the talent in front of him is able to go retrieve that puck and bury it or get to the rebound forced and tap it in or, you know, just convert the play and score goals. Like I said before, there's a lot of skill, but they work hard. They go to the, the tough areas. Um, you know, I think they take pride in that too. So it's, um, it's fun to watch. It's fun to just sling, sling biscuits at the net and, and watch them grind away at it and, and uh, they just make good plays. It's, it's fun to watch. I recorded my segments going over the goals before I listened to post-game, mainly just because post-game wasn't released yet. And Brett Burns proved me wrong. Like, he legitimately just said I was wrong. Whatever. I, I don't care. You, shut up. Just, just play the stupid audio. On your second one, did you see the opening or did you get a good No, bounce? no, I was, I'd love to tell you I tried to aim there. I, don't even, <laughs> I was trying to hit the Stalsy back door. Um, yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him. It's <laughs> definitely not what I, I wrote up there. Normally when I get proven wrong, it's at least a couple days after an episode's released, not mid-recording. So thanks, Brett. But let's move on to Rod. The first clip we're going to hear is him talking about Brett Barnes and what it was like seeing him play for the first time in a Hurricanes uniform. It's been great since day one. You know, he's been here for a while, but um, just works hard. Good, good. Uh, certainly, uh, we know he's a good person, but just the way he plays, I think he fits our system really, really well. So, um, you know, he'll get better and better. He had, you know, some issues, a couple little things too. He wasn't sure about. Like that's gonna, that's gonna get away from playing, and. and uh, you know, the more he gets out there, I think the better he's going to get for it. I really didn't think the miscommunications between Brett and Slavin were that big of a deal, but I, I guess I was the only one. Uh, next, he talked about Calvin DeHaan, Cal- 
Calvin Dahan. Excuse me. God, I should know this. Like, he's been on the team before. Anyways, Calvin Dahan and him signing his new contract. Well, I think the veteran presence on the blue line, like, it's just, we all know the game's about keeping the puck out of your net, you know, because you just, you got to have it. And so I think there's a guy that's been around, we've obviously been here before, so understands how we want to play it. And then uh, the guys that you can count on, I think that's really what, he, what he's all about. He honestly said a lot, lot more about Calvin. It's just the audio quality was terrible. So to sum it up, it's that when Calvin DeHaan signed his PTO, Rod assumed it was a done deal then and there. Like, just assumed he was going to be on the team. They needed the left, the guy on the left. So it made a lot of sense. And I guess the PTO was more of a Waddell insurance policy, just in case he came to camp and couldn't fit in the system as well as he used to, or maybe he really had lost a step after those three years in Chicago. But that's going to end it for our like actual post-game coverage. Hurricanes win in a preseason game. That doesn't matter. Still undefeated in the preseason. I'm, I think if they go undefeated this year, it'll be the first time they've ever gone undefeated in a preseason of more than one game. Don't quote me on that. I'll check before next episode to guarantee but I want to finish this episode talking about Ethan Bear again. With Calvin DeHaan signed, there is a real chance that Ethan Bear becomes an extra. And is it worth paying your extra blue liner $2.2 million a year? I think not. I honestly suspect that Ethan Bear will either be traded by opening night or he will stay on the roster to help our cap situation until opening night, and then get dealt. It's one of those two options. I don't see him making it all 82 games plus postseason play. At this point, you should know what this music means. The show is ending, and this is why I ask you to please share the show. Like it, If you like it, just, you know share it maybe review us on whichever app you're listening to us on but share it um go ahead and check down below there's always a link for every single way you can support the show whether it is sharing it or following us on social media looking at our merchandise or uh oh i almost forgot to say it sharing the show um seriously i'm still very thankful this has still been an incredible week for the show, and I, I'm i just grateful, guys. I'm just grateful. If you're listening to this on Sunday, today is your first time to be able to see the team practice in Invisalign Arena. If you're listening to it past 8.30 a.m., you probably missed it. My bad, should have mentioned this sooner. It is what it is. I have enjoyed doing this episode a lot. Let me know if that beginning bit was good at all, or if I should never do anything like that again. And, you know, stay safe, and I'll see you guys after the next preseason game. I will also not be doing post-game shows in the regular season. That is completely Adam Gold's turf, and I'm not touching it. 